0: and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a Night Shift Radio production. We haven't we haven't done this in a while. I know we haven't done it We haven't done this since last year (laughs) Oh oh, that joke Oh that joke Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 91. I am Casey Ryan and I'm Todd Panic and we watched The Wolverine. Ah, The Wolverine. Yes. We watched the extended version or the Unleashed or whatever bullshit thing. It's obviously not the director's cut because I'm pretty sure James Mangold wouldn't have had a giant robot at the end of this movie. Right. Um so like you really feel the feel of of Logan in this movie.
1: So listen, let me say this. My issue is not that James Mangold can't do a a Wolverine movie cuz clearly he fucking can. My issue with this movie and uh if you've read my blog, I, I there's actually a there's I wrote a blog entry specifically about this movie because I'm so pissed and it represents the very worst of what Hollywood often does, which mm-hmm. is takes a wonderful project or source material and then swipes these superficial elements, maybe a plot point here, maybe a character name, but it loses all of the greatness of the original material. Oh, yeah. On a much, much smaller scale, World War Z does this. That one's almost easier to wrap your head around. If they had called World War Z a different title, the movie, I would have loved it. It's actually a great zombie movie. And it's a really inventive and interesting take on the genre. The problem is the book, World War Z, is brilliant. And nothing from the book makes its way into the movie.
0: Oh, Oh, I disagree heartily with that. Oh, please tell me more. There's tons of stuff from the book that is in there. It's just instead of being in past tense. um, Oh, shit. Who's the... the, uh, Director that does all the PBS stuff. What's Um, his name?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Civil War, Baseball.
0: Yeah. Whatever Um, his name is. Instead of it being like a documentary, because the book reads like a a historical document. It's a
1: historical document. A collection of historical sources. Yep.
0: Wow, I'm having trouble with names tonight. The guy from Iron Man 3, uh, James Badge Dale, who's the army guy that's there when Brad Pitt. His story is exactly the story that his character tells. It's just we get to see it. Okay, that's, that, that's fair. Until they get to who? and Who? Until they get to the World Health Organization, it it mm-hmm. tells the different stories of from the book. And the book could never... It, when they announced it, I'm like, this is going to be the most boring movie ever. It's going to be people sitting around me like, yeah, zombies uh, attacked a submarine in the ocean. We're not going to show you any of that because we have no footage of it. But let me tell you, it was fucking crazy.
1: Part of my problem with that is one of the things i thought was most interesting about world war z the book is the idea that they that it eliminated this single superhuman protagonist who runs around the world sure, saving sure. humanity. And it is instead the collection of how humanity survives a crisis, right? A, a potential apocalypse.
0: Sure. That, that's, a big, that's a big problem with the movie, too. But, I mean, I mean, the stories that he gets every place are right from the book.
1: But it, it takes what was a really, really well-grounded, if it's not an oxymoron zombie movie, or zombie <laughs> event. No, I get you. And turns it into this ridiculous one-man army who is Brad Pitt. So I can wrap my head around World War Z easier. This movie sends me into a Wolverine rage. Because the problem is, it is... Now, I think, depending on the age in which you started reading comics, your best Wolverine story is going to vary. Mm. For my generation, yeah. the single greatest Wolverine story ever is the 1984 four issue miniseries written by Chris Claremont illustrated by Frank Miller that is the peak of Wolverine in stories and it is where we first get this idea of is Wolverine a man a mindless animal a savage beast or is he a noble Samurai That is from this miniseries and they had all of that and they chose to use only these superficial elements.
0: I, I 100% agree with you. I don't put that on Mangold, though. I believe that would fall to the writers of the script. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. And the producers, you know. Is, is Jackman a producer on this one? I can't remember. Uh, he must be. Yeah, By this point, he must be. Because this is the second
1: solo Wolverine movie. There's no way he's
0: not. Which originally, this was going to be a prequel to X-Men 2000, much like... X-Men Origins Wolverine and James Mangold was like no 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 no. <laughs> We're not doing that shit again. Yeah. 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 And weirdly, so a question for later and I'm going to put it here, uh wasn't X-Men Origins Wolverine expunged from canon? No, cuz the whole the whole novel twist of it
1: is that um as uh what's his name? Striker you know tries kill killing Wolverine at the end with the adamantium bullet to his head. It can't. It doesn't kill him, but it can remove his memories. So essentially, it wipes it out like it never happened. So basically, that's why when we see him in X Men, he's
0: well, meeting all these people for the first time. Well, then there's a big problem later in the film. If we're going to go well, with its canon, but he doesn't remember anything, I'll save it okay. for when. It
1: well, through the course of the X Men movies, Professor X, the whole the whole reason Charles gets him to stay is that he's. Charles is basically going to do his, like, psychic surgery to help ah, yep. Logan recover the memory. Right. So, over time, he gets it back. That's how he gets to Crystal Lake and all that shit. Alkaline Lake? Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. What? Alkaline Lake, did, Jason, oh, wait, Wolverine. Eh, that is
0: a movie I would watch.
1: That's a, that's a movie I would watch.
0: Uh, that's true. I mean, we kind of got it with Freddy versus. Jason. And Jane. then
1: Professor X is fighting Freddy in the psychic realm well, while Wolverine's on. First
0: of all, Freddy Krueger it lives in the dream realm. World yeah, and the psychic thing. world. It same is. Thing. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so so when I saw this movie in the theaters, yes. back to the movie we're here to talk about, I just didn't like it. And maybe saw it one more time when it came out on video. I'm like, yep, yeah, it's still not this extended cut, this unleashed cut, this whatever they're calling it. Yep. Man, oh man, did I have a good time watching this? Uh,
1: yeah. So let me say this. Probably when we talk, when we go into the movie, there's a couple points I want to specifically point out what they could have had from the sure, sure, source sure, material because sure. it's better. But I'm going to, I've now ranted. So I will stop that mindless berserker rant because when I sat down to watch this, I did say, I know why I hate this movie, but yeah. let me set that aside, kind of like, kind of like, both uh, Thor Dark World and Iron Man 3 on the rewatches, I kind of said, okay, I know I disliked it, but let me let me set that aside and see if I can enjoy it. I got to admit, I enjoyed the movie if I don't think about what it should have been.
0: And I think Mangold, you see how he can pace a movie much better than the theatrical. I think my main problem with the theatrical was like, oh, we're in Japan. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, the movie's over. Yep. What the fuck just happened? Yep.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I specifically like the way I felt Mariko's relationship with with Logan was better it, it had better context and it was better defined here. Yeah. Than in the original theatrical release it made more sense.
0: Mariko's interesting because she's a mutant in this movie but not in the comics. No no no, no Yukio, that's Yukio. Oh, excuse me. Mariko is the
1: Mariko's th- his love interest. Yeah.
0: Who uh is in another uh comic book movie that we've reviewed.
1: Oh, wait, not the character. You mean the, the actress actor, or the character?
0: The is she? Yeah. What? Oh, hmm. she was in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. She was Mercy Graves. Who is Mercy Graves? Uh, Lex Luthor's assistant. Oh, shit. I
1: did she's not even recognize that. She's the one that brings Zod that.
0: in. Yeah. I think she, they were setting her up to be more, but I think she gets killed, if I remember correctly. She blows... Oh, yeah. She's blown up when um, Scoot McNary blows up the...
1: God, it, the... Yeah, in the Senate. Got it. Got it. Okay.
0: And actually, the uh, Yukio is played katana on Arrow.
1: Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yukio is the character. Yeah. So you know, actually, let's get all the other shit out of the way
0: because there is good stuff talk to about talk about. about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This will be yeah. an interesting episode, even though we both hated the original movie.
0: <sighs> yeah, I just I'm frustrated at once again at Fox Studios for uh, interfering. Obviously, in the third act, like you can see where the reshoots happen. Yeah, yeah. There's literally a scene where Mariko's hair is a good four inches longer. I'm like, are, <laughs> we just don't care. We're just, we're just letting this fly, right? Okay. Um, the only thing I have, I'll get my stuff out of the way real quick. Well, hold on. Was oh oh well, Jesus Christ! It's been so long since we are
1: guys with beers talking about movies with capes.
0: What are we drinking? So.
1: This is the time of year where we got to, uh, you know, we can't go to our our friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop. They were closed. They
0: are on vacation. They are enjoying much nicer and warmer weather than we have here. Good for them. They deserve it after, after the holidays. But you had a wonderful idea for the beer. Yeah, I uh, actually, all I wrote to you was Japanese beer, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. Right, most of this movie takes place in Japan, um, so I went with uh, Sapporo Premium Beer specifically because this is the oldest brewery in Japan. Much like Wolverine is probably the oldest person yeah. in Japan. In
1: Japan, yeah, that's uh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and uh, so I am familiar with this beer. I've never drank yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. Um, Sapporo Breweries is a, Jewish, a Japanese beer brewing company founded in 1876. It was first brewed in Sapporo, Japan, um, and uh, headquarters now in Tokyo. So this is, I think, their
0: their flagship beer, Yep, I it's the Sapporo... I was surprised. Um, I went to local grocery store chain, and uh, yeah, I was surprised. There was like three or four Japanese import beers there. Uh, One again, local... Uh, grocery store chain if you'd like us to unlock your name give us money
1: <laughs> that's right. um
0: so but if you live here in the syracuse area you know what right.
1: and this is i mean I, so just by the looks this appears to be a just a
0: lager oh yeah i'd, I'd say it would fall under lager territory i'm excited to uh try this exciting new beer well not new yeah. it's 200 years old
1: yeah this is the Sapporo Premium it's the original the icon it's a refreshing lager with a crisp refined flavor and a clean finish the perfect beer to pair with any meal and any occasion and the toast in Japanese is kanpai kanpai so hey buddy kanpai
0: it's a good lager I gotta tell you that's it's nothing fancy but it's very tasty
1: yeah that's uh you know what you're getting it's a Japanese lager. That's there you good. go. I, all
0: right. I really enjoy that. that. It goes well with, oddly, the sushi I had for dinner.
1: <laughs> oh, what happened? I'm just <laughs> all kinds of that? Japanese right now.
0: <laughs> I had a hankering for sushi. I don't know.
1: All right. We got that out of the way. Do we have any reshoots or reactions? Yes. I, think, I feel like we might have... Hang on.
0: Oh, I know what it was. I put my big old foot in my mouth <laughs> when we were talking about... Ant-Man. And I yes, said that, that Ant Man 3 would be the first time a director directed three uh solo movies in the X ex- in, in Jesus in the MCU. Yeah, I'm a big dum dum. I forgot about Mr. John Watts, who just the best live action Spider-Man movie ever made. Um <laughs> Oh, so fucking it was good. Really the good. bean! I yeah. took the bean to see it in the second time for my second viewing, and she also loved it. That was sent to us by
1: our good friend Corey Hopkins. Uh, it was sent to a
0: friend us and longtime listener, handful of people. Corey definitely was one of them, I believe. Uh, oh, he was the one, oh! I didn't Corey. know. Did yeah, people, people reach out to it? me? I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. I, I yeah, I completely <laughs> uh, missed that one. That uh, Mr. John Watts, who uh, his next project. Do you know what his next project is? I do not. To be Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. Ah, so, my Google feed yesterday. Oh did you Did
1: yours no. show you the Fantastic Four teaser?
0: It can't be real.
1: So it's not real. But I watched it because I'm like, well, I better watch it to make sure. the t- the, the tag the title was Fantastic Four teaser trailer. John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic, and I'm like, okay, well. Again, it can't be real. It's clearly not. It's footage from the um Thirteen Hours. No, well, it's it's footage from the the not the Fantastic Four that we just reviewed, but the the um the one with Yohan... Rise Griffin. of the Silver yeah, Server and Rise of the Silver Server. It's footage from that. It's some footage of yeah. Emily Blunt and John Krasinski from a quiet place. It it's it's a really, really well done. Um and it it sets up this whole thing like yeah. you have like Sue Storm is saying to Reed you have to save them you have to protect them you know you have to protect the family basically from Quiet Place it actually was it was a really well done
0: okay. fan uh, project when it's not John Krasinski cuz i really I, I don't think it's him but if it is great what the fuck's going to happen the fans are going to revolt i know and Krasinski is so good. He's so... Do you think Kevin Feige's just sitting there going, Motherfucker, God damn it, <laughs> We couldn't get Krasinski. It's this person. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I don't know. It, I, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the odds are it's not going to be... Unless Emily Blunt is doing a... <laughs> ...head fake. She's also very clearly said she's not interested in doing superhero movies. So, now they both have wonderful senses of humor, and they're both pranksters. So... The only hope I'm ho- I have is holding on to this idea that maybe maybe they're just tricking us. Uh, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So, uh, um,
0: John Watts, no, yeah, John Watts. John Watts is directing. John
1: Watts. So I I, uh, I don't know that I saw that.
0: Yeah, that was announced at Comic Con that it's going to be uh, John Watts. Which honestly, after That's what awesome. he did with the the Spider-Man movies, sure. Oh, 100%, 100%. Like I'm, I'm lukewarm on another Fantastic Four movie, but un, in the guise fully of Kevin Feige, I think it's going to be better. And with John Watts, that's just... With Marvel
1: Studios, it'll be better. Sure. I mean, uh, again, I mean, the, the specific movie-making production company, Marvel Studios, they have the formula, right? They yeah. know what they're doing. So I'll be honest, uh, you know, other than... The... I was
0: just going to say, the other, right. uh, before James Mangold... Signed on as director, it was uh, Antoine Fuqua for a hot second. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I like his stuff. I do too. I would have really enjoyed. It. That would have been interesting. Yeah.
1: So, and again, if if I divorcing, you know, why I rant about this, especially the extended cut, is a good movie. It's it's a it's a really good movie. It's a lot. It was a lot of fun. I mean, certainly. Look, I mean, I mean. No spoiler, but when we get to Logan, that's a high-water mark for superhero movies as a genre. I stack Logan up against the Dark Knight,
0: you know? Sure. I, I stack Logan up against uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, it is the pinnacle of the character. Spider-Man No Way Home. Again, yeah. no spoilers, yeah. but we get, like, every every complaint that everyone had about Spider-Man, I ha- I've heard almost everybody that I've seen complain about it be like, they fixed it. They did it. It's... We have our Spider-Man now. And I'm okay with that. It's his journey. That was that was his yeah, journey. It wasn't yeah. about Ben's death or any of that. It was about becoming Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: So if we think about what Mangold does really well in this movie, clearly working, you know, he's swimming upstream. Um, clearly what we got in Logan. Here, Actually, here's the real problem I have with the X-Men in the MCU. I am going to have a hard time with anyone other than Hugh Jackman as Wolverine,
0: oh boy, yeah, sure. It's the same thing with uh, the rumor that's going around right now that I just shared, which I love that everyone on the Five Timers Club uh, had the same yeah. reaction that there's a possibility that Tom Cruise may be in uh Madness and of Multiverse as yeah. variant Tony Stark. <sighs> Why? Yeah, I mean, if it's like a if it's like a two minute cameo, fine. Who gives a shit? Like. It- there are people who are like, no, Robert Dye Jr. is our Iron Man. Well, um, I have some bad news for you if you haven't seen yeah. Endgame. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, that one you're okay spoiling.
0: <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just yeah. said I have some bad news for you.
1: Uh well listen, let's get back on track here because I feel like we're we're wandering a little bit.
0: Um oh Jessica Beale tried out for Viper and they couldn't make scheduling work. The end of almost Gas. Uh,
1: another character with rich comic history that it's that is turned into a mutant. Really
0: kind of here, but <laughs> And she's not in the comic.
1: No, and to be fair, you know, there's there's been a number of vipers in the comic, but at least in the era I was reading, none of them had this. She did often use a gun that if I remember correctly, that would fire like poison gas, you know, like a poison gas pellet. But the whole like she's a snake thing.
0: She's Cobra Commander from uh G.I. Joe the movie.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, listen, give me a Serpent Society. Actually, that was a rumor way back when. Remember we, that?
0: Yeah, he was going to. Tra- uh, Captain America was going to travel to the seventies. Yeah, with yeah. and fight the Serpent Society. And I went. W- I'm okay with one of those statements. I, so we don't need time travel. We weren't ready for it. Mainstream audiences weren't ready for. Yeah time travel being introduced into the marvel universe now we can just be as fucking weird as we want
1: we really can again if you haven't seen no way home go see it
0: (laughs) go see it. well also wandavision like wandavision sure three years ago we're not ready for it but we've gotten so weird to you yeah you know we so todd uh we we had some technical difficulties there for a second well, let's just talk about the uh the budget yeah, well, and the and how much it made, and then let's talk about it Okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. So we've already covered James oh. Mangold. Um the writing team, mm-hmm. two guys have writing credits here. Mark Bomback also wrote Live Free or Die Hard, some of the new Planet of the Apes movies, Escape to Witch Mountain, Total Recall. Sure. Um, so in all honesty, not a you know, a mixed bag of original stories and Either adaptations or updates, right? right? Um, And then also Scott Frank, who created The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which I have not seen yet, uh, but also wrote Logan, also has a uh, writing credit for Get Shorty, Little Man Tate. So his his roots go back pretty deep. Budget-wise, because again, the money is what drives this, um, really a little bit of a so-so $120 million budget. And it was certainly marketed as, it was almost like, boy, if you thought we got it wrong on X Men Origins, don't worry. The Wolverine is going to make up for it. So, on that $120 million budget, Worldwide only does $414 million. That seems really low. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I heard uh, Ben Affleck was on. Okay. uh, Oh, John Stern. Uh, I was listening. I was. Listen, it was must have been a best of 2021. Um, he was on Stern. Phenomenal interview. Phenomenal interview. Um, but he Ben Affleck had, he had a some really interesting mm-hmm. perspective on really like the business of movie making. Um, and I think he said basically you're gonna. Did he say you're gonna triple your budget with the marketing? Was like basically they
0: push this real. By hard. the time
1: you figure in the marketing costs, whatever your budget was, like triple it. When you look at it that way, it's. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this really, I think, on $120 million, four fourteen worldwide, I, I mean, it's not nothing, but I, you know, it's not a, am I thinking through this right? It's not a, it wasn't the smashing success that.
0: Yeah, because that budget doesn't me. include marketing. I bet you they spent easily another 10. That's it, right, right. On the marketing. I mean, this thing, We you saw commercials every, almost every commercial, it felt like, and there are a countless number of pictures with wolverine with that samurai sword which he never uses in the film
1: well right you're right he, he, right he uses the silver samurai sword but right not. he
0: never uses but it, you think of that picture of like him on the rooftop he's got the he's got the katana backwards and his other hand is extending out his claws and you're like yeah fuck yeah this movie's oh that doesn't happen in this movie well you know i'm taking
1: it back i'm looking at the I'm looking at the the Wikipedia article. You know, this article, or the, the Wikipedia entry suggests this is a little more middle of the road. It's certainly not a failure, but, um,
0: you know, so-so. I mean, even if it was a failure, the end credits seem... We, <laughs> they kind of were pot committed to at least one yeah, more. Uh,
1: and I could have sworn... Oh, no, it's... Okay, so uh, the, what we didn't say this movie comes out in 2013. It's followed very quickly... Mm-hmm. You know, literally one year later, right?
0: Less than a year. It's like X Men: Days of Future. Podcast. Ten months. Like it was filming when they obviously because the end credit scene has. Well, we'll get to it. Never mind.
1: Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then the last thing, um, the IMDb score for this movie, out of ten points, do you remember?
0: Is it like a what it was? Seven. Something. Six point seven. Six point seven. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Listen. Okay. Now. That score goes off the theatrical. Yes. So this is where it's going to be funky for yes. us.
1: So we're we're going to rate the well, the version we saw. Of course.
0: <laughs> I didn't rewatch the theatrical. Nope. Fuck that. Like okay. for a hot second, I'm like, maybe I'm, nah, I'm not going to do that. That's bullshit. Can't do that. Okay. Uh, that, let's uh, roll that film. So right off the bat, we have uh, obviously... James Mangold is like, we're not going to do that dumb thing. Uh, The Fox logo does not light up the X as it's fading away. (laughs) This is the first X-Men movie to not do it. James Mangold is like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) That's just dumb. Uh, And we open in uh, Japan, uh, right outside Nagasaki, to be specific. In fact, the release of this movie was delayed a month because uh the international release for the movie Everywhere Else was like the weekend of the bombing of Nagasaki's uh anniversary and I'm like oh we're going to move that a month.
1: <laughs> that that's smart. Good good for them for recognizing
0: that. Yeah, uh so Logan is uh trapped in his own little special prison. He seems to have ditched Victor even though in X-Men Origins Wolverine we saw them together fighting in this war, so Yes. This is the beginning of, is X-Men Origins canon?
1: Okay, that's, that's <laughs> because fair. Because
0: what um, the fuck?
1: Unless they got separated. I mean, sure, sure. Uh, listen, I'll say this. This opening scene is like, holy shit, this is going to be a great
0: movie. Uh, yeah, so the bomb goes off. The Everyone goes running except for the head, not head, the top officers no. who commit. Fucking Harry Carey. <laughs> Not actual Harry Carey.
1: Yeah, seppuku.
0: Oh, there is it seppuku? Uh Harry Harakiri Hera, is what it's sometimes called.
1: Seppuku is is the more. Okay, traditional it's name.
0: the up and then and break it off. All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's the stomach. As most of the Japanese troops are fleeing, mm-hmm. one young officer makes the decision he sees Wolverine's uh pit. He wants to free him. And Logan, of course, recognizes. It's
0: a B twenty nine, Bob. There's no running what's coming.
1: So the the young officer who we will find later to be Ichiro Yoshida, takes shelter. Now this pit. Now there's a there's a cool little bit. Clearly, Wolverine. First of all, he could have gotten out if you want to. He was looking through essentially like a slit at the top. Uh huh. He clearly had done the claw climbing up the sides of the shaft. It's a good. 15 or 20 feet down Easy. into this bottom pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as Ichiro, you know, cuts the chain and throws the cover back, Logan's all the way down at the bottom. He dropped down. But the officer jumps down and is convinced to take shelter there. Logan has grabbed the, the cover, which is essentially like a manhole cover, puts it over the top of the officer as the fireball from the atomic bomb engulfs the camp and rushes down the hole early moment. And again, this is where I think you say like, Holy shit. Mangold knows what he's doing. And, and, and you have the brilliance that is Hugh Jackman, Mm -hmm. the look on Logan's face as the fireball engulfs him. It's
0: almost like shock or surprise. Yeah. He's never felt an atomic bomb. So Uh,
1: it's amazing. Like that, my specific note is like, Oh my God, his face when that fireball, Rushes down is uh, like
0: chilling. It's awesome. I imagine it's the most pain Logan has ever felt at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. He's taking on pretty much an indirect blast from an atomic bomb. That's oh, or was it a hydrogen? No no, bomb? no
1: that's that no that was an that was an atomic bomb.
0: It was an atomic. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was the original. It was a fission atomic bomb. Yeah. Hydrogen bomb is it's the crazy. beginning of fusion weapons if i remember correctly interestingly oh you know i just thought of this we don't see it in the scene you're right this is literally the most pain he's ever felt because the events of x-men origins wolverine when he gets the adamantium are in the future he is only bone claw at this point there's no adamantium
0: yeah you're right this is definitely the most pain he's ever felt now with all the scarring from the bomb is this Hugh Jackman on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't feel good but about that. But he, he's almost his face. He's almost like in shock.
1: It's real. It's, I mean, it's grotesque, right? He's burned <laughs> all over his body. His hair is gone. And he's almost like he's in shock. It's, it's really it's almost
0: like I, I should tone. have tried to run. <laughs> it's, it's Will Ferrell in, uh, Austin Powers. I, I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The end of this, he is in a bed. It sometime later. And uh hey, Gene Gray is laying next to him.
1: Hello, hello. And and this is a this is a plot point that will repeat throughout the movie, right? So Logan is haunted by these visions of Gene and really this yearning to be with her, which of course we know is a problem because in the events of
0: X-Men 3. He kind of made that kind of difficult. Save me. I love you. Fun fact. Favka Janssen shot all of herself in three days. She's laying down in a bed in a nightgown, yeah. right? I
1: mean, um, how hard is that?
0: I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> and of course, we are suddenly in Inception. Because it's a dream within a dream. right. Sure. That's right. That's right. He wakes up, and we have a vagrant Wolverine. I don't want to say hobo, because apparently hobo is a not good phrase.
1: Mm, Okay. All right.
0: From what I understand.
1: Okay. He's au naturel, Wolverine.
0: Oh, man. He is not doing any manscaping. He is not. Now, later, he's going to get a shave and a haircut, two bits, and it... (laughs) The problem is, is that his hair in Japan and also in the dream sequence matches the haircut he gets later in the film. I'm my God, that's nice that the ladies could read his mind and see what his hair used to look like 60 years ago. That's really nice of them. Give him the (laughs) X3 hair in this scene. Bring back that stupid haircut. Just just so
1: we. You know what? I'm not going to lie. His hair after he gets the haircut in Japan. This is my favorite look of Logan on screen. Oh. Because it's it's reminiscent enough. Gives the idea. But it doesn't look it's not the ridiculous style of the first X. Oh, X-Men movie. see, no.
0: I love even though the movie is hot garbage, X Men Origins Wolverine, that's the best hair for him. He looks great with uh, that no. kind of flowing, untamed hair. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – if you can't do the deer antlers mm-hmm. or whatever they're supposed to – Yeah, I was just – you say moose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. can't do that, yeah. just have them have long, flowing uh, – you know, uh, Kevin Feige, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just put him in a fucking mask. I'm so mad we still have not had masked Wolverine.
1: I'm okay. I love that the MCU – and obviously, he's not part Which, of the MCU at this well, point, but I love that the MCU has just said, like – there's only a few heroes where secret identities really are a thing. They'll have masks. Everyone else, unless it's functional, like Caps is a helmet, right, at its core. You know, Tony's helmet is part of the suit. But the rest of the right. time, yeah. Like, I, I love that, like,
0: Clint is... Well, also, Tony's flying through oh, the sure. air at a high velocity, so probably a good idea.
1: You know, I love the tip of the hat that, uh, that we got in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series where... Um, kate bishop mocks up a potential costume for him at one point and it's the original hawkeye comic i love that
0: he's we've it's literally yeah
1: yeah, even the age of ultron which was the closest body costume to comic hawkeye i love even with that they didn't do the goofy mask you know so i'm okay with no masks and with wolverine i'm okay with no mask
0: yeah so we have a terrible cgi bear even by 2013 standards it's garbage (laughs) I'm like, oh, we, we spent a dollar. Got it. Uh, listen,
1: I don't disagree with you on the bear, but I'm okay with where they saved it. Like the regeneration effects, which we're going to see in a minute with Wolverine. Most of the CGI in this movie is really, really good. Even the de-aging of Ichiro, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, as Ichiro de-ages, looks it's great. Sure. Viper, and she sheds her skin.
0: Yeah, especially since it's two different actors doing it. So it was a good yeah. morph between two actors who don't look... Th- that similar you got kind of an idea that they could be related in some way but it's not a oh that's clearly a younger version of right, that actor right like all of that on store credit thanks honey wolverine goes to town and he goes to do some shopping because his radio stopped working he needs some some batteries my question is where does he get the money
1: uh <laughs> good question um so let me, hmm, how do we tell this one? So if I'm correct, this little subplot with the bear is out of the Wolverine miniseries.
0: So oh, okay. w-
1: Wolverine has gone to town. Of course, you know, it's it's um, Chekhov's hunters, right? He sees some rowdy, what you They're know. Chekhov's they douchebags. Like, they They're like, not even. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't even say rednecks. They almost mo- look more like yuppies who have spent some money and they're going to go out to the wilderness and hunt sure
0: sure 100
1: you know setting the stage later on you know that night he's going to be awoken to the sounds of screaming and a gunshot he finds the grizzly bear that he crossed paths with and i love the fact that they like cross paths and it's almost like hey how you doing all right yep good to see you and they go their separate ways
0: <laughs> logan bear <laughs>
1: um and the bear has attacked a campsite the bear has an arrow in its side. It's clearly in pain, suffering. And he, Wolverine says, Don't make me do that. But of course, he can't let the animal suffer, so he puts it out of his misery. And then he goes into town to find the hunters who shot the bear with a poisoned arrow, but in his words, Didn't have
0: the wind or the balls to track the animal properly and put it out of its misery. <laughs> right. The poison uh, aggravates the bear. It's almost like a like a steroid to it. Like yeah, it's, it, it's like it, driven it
1: mad with rage and pain.
0: Right, it's in so much pain, it's just gone back to complete animal instinct. Um, uh, I have here 12, 12 minutes, ask me, is a uh, great interaction. Hang 12 on.
1: 12 minutes, is that?
0: I bet you it's in the... That's, is that with
1: Yukios? It's oh, with the, with the oh, hunter. Yeah.
0: And that's a poison broadhead, which last I heard was illegal. <laughs> Go ahead, ask me where I found it. Ask me. Where did you find it? Oh, funny you should ask. That's it. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah.
1: He he stabbed the guy he's he uh, has he the stabbed. guy's arrow. Yeah, it's his hand is in oh, he's already stabbed him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's wonderful.
0: I wouldn't bother with them. Most of them will die soon anyway. Without your help. Three of them a week from now. In the same truck.
1: We're introduced to Yukio, who you mentioned earlier. She is a mutant in this. She's not in the comics. At right. least not the era I was reading. You know, there's a lot of things that get wrong about Yukio in this movie compared to the source material. Mm-hmm. She actually represents, in the same way that that original miniseries represents the, the pull on Wolverine between his two, his duality, right, of his nature. Man Right. You know, beast or samurai, while Mariko in the comics represents the, you know, his like noble love, almost very much like the love he has for Gene. In the comics, Yukio actually represents a love interest, this almost like nihilistic, chaotic, um, you know, flinging all cares into the void and just embracing the nothingness um they so they don't have the romance with with her in this movie, but they do kind of have that like nihilistic worldview, which makes sense because in this movie, her mutant power is she basically can see your death right Awkward. so what would your what kind of a life would you have how would you know you're not even a glass is half empty person if everyone you see you're instantly aware of like when they're going to die and how they're going to die. Oh, boy. How how do you go through life like that? And it makes perfect sense who we get as a character here.
0: Sure. She comes in and uh, does the classic I'm going to whip my sword around real fast and then shit's going to break later. I'm like, not really sure. That's like maybe the bar stool, that glass. No. The beer bottle that she slices and then like at the end of the scene it falls. I'm like, hang on. (laughs) That's not how physics work. (laughs) (laughs) Like if she'd gone over and like tapped it. And then it fell, and I'm like, okay, there's something, like, there was a little piece that she left because she's so skilled, but it just falls on its own. It's very silly. So,
1: you're 100% correct. The only thing in its defense, I will say, and you have now played Dungeons & Dragons. You know, there's a rule in Dungeons & Dragons. Rule of cool. You're right. That makes no sense. But how cool is that scene
0: when she's done? I would have had no problem with it if she'd taken like the handle of the sword and tapped it against the glass. And I was like, okay, that's cool and for it. To just stand there. I'm like, this is, this is comical.
1: Yeah. That listen, you're t- that's totally fair. You're totally right.
0: What does that mean? Monster. we go back to Japan. Uh, in the past. Yeah. She's been sent to collect him. Right. And right. We get some time with them down in the hole. Cause they can't go up top yet. Um, for the, is it, why though is it's is it fallout
1: that doesn't make a well yeah, so yes so let me think through this so part of the danger in nuclear weapons but the mushroom cloud you're blowing all this material up into the air that's going to take time to settle right that's radioactive right um so uh, there is a window where like the 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 part the particles like the dust and stuff, is dangerous, but that subsides relatively quickly, like in a matter of, I think, a, a couple of days. And I'm thinking through what I've read about modern thermonuclear weapons, so the atomic bomb may have been different. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's a, there's a short-term risk.
0: So, yeah. I don't think they were down there very long. So, this is our first, this is an unrated movie moment. In the theatrical, he asks, how old are you, and he says... Old enough to have fought in many wars. That's the end of it. In this cut, he then says, fucking wars. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. I was, okay. Because the one fuck that made it into the PG-13 theatrical, I went into this not wanting to see it again because it is the go fuck yourself, pretty boy. And I'm like, please don't make Logan's catchphrase, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> this would have been the second time he did it.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I, I I think that gets to like tone, right? And 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 clearly in the comics, I, I mean, you know, the character first appears in the era when the comics authority code, right, was still a thing, right? Right. Um, but you know, nowadays, Crazy. listen, I mean, what we get in Logan is really what Wolverine should be, right? Wolverine is
0: right, noble and coarse. Right. I have no problem with him saying fuck. It's don't make him telling someone to go fuck themselves the one fuck you put in your movie if it's a PG-13 movie.
1: Got it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: But with this cut, he says it three times. So I'm like, okay, it's not the only time he says it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so they end up in Japan in modern times. I love him getting uh, the wand for the metal detector. Hip replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh,
1: and and just to be really pedantic, right? For Yukio serves the Yoshida family led by Ichiro right. Yoshida, and Ichiro is dying,
0: right? And she was raised with Mariko, but it's not. There's there's a there's definitely a, a divide. Like, yeah, we grew up together, but it's not. It's not like we're actual sisters, like kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and later at the funeral of Achiro, uh Mer- Meriko's father, Shingen, who is the most tragic scorpion. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, scorpion. Uh the most you know, one of the worst parts of this movie in comparison to the source material. The duel in the miniseries, there's two, but I would say arguably arguably say the first one um where Shingen Yoshida, who is an old man in the miniseries, fights Wolverine, um, he he actually fights him with a wooden sword, a bow ken, uh, because he he says he says huh. Logan Logan basically says like you're not going to use a real sword, and Shingen says you're not worthy of a real weapon like, and this is this is the depth that is the what would that be like the 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 fall after the initial what is that the end of Act One is the fall in a three act series you have a rise and a fall and a rise yeah. Do you have another fall, mm-hmm. Any, but anyways,
0: that depends on how many acts you want to put in your uh, story. Uh, okay, that's fair.
1: Um, Shingen, yeah, where, yep. I don't. I don't know where I was going with that. I got lost. Sorry. Okay. I I, I concede the balance. Well, that all was a time. fun little yeah. tangent. That Who knows we... if that'll make it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll make it. Uh, so, uh, but oh, let's... I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I know where I was going. With that. Sorry. <laughs> and at Shiro's funeral, Shingen, who's a a vicious, mean-spirited man in this. Played by a one of my favorite Asian-American actors. Or uh, Asian actors. I don't even know if he's Asian-American.
0: I, so I, I started to, and then I never finished. But I believe all the main actors, at least, are all Japanese in origin.
1: Y- yes. Which So is Hiroyuki Sonata was born in Tokyo. You know him. So he was uh, Scorpion in the newest Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, He first hit my radar with Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai, which is an exception to my I Hate Tom Cruise movies uh, (laughs) rule.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Will Yun Lee. I can't remember his character's name. Hang on.
1: Uh, Harada.
0: He is of Korean descent. Oh, interesting. Interesting. But all the
1: rest... Ooh, that's...
0: Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, but... uh, Uh, Mariko was born in in Japan. Okay. Well, um, so uh,
1: Shingen Yoshida, who is Mariko's father, son of Ichiro, um, Shingen says to Yukio at the funeral, basically, you are a toy. Like, she was almost like a pet to occupy Mariko during Mariko's childhood. And it's delivered with such, like, dripping contempt. It's a, a, he's phenomenal in everything he does.
0: So you said it, uh, funeral, but let's go over what happens before the funeral and let's get to the funeral because that's our first fight. Uh, uh, he shows up in Japan. (laughs) He is, uh. Uh, shaved in a haircut. Uh, I love at the end where he's like,
1: "All right, all right, all right, all right. I can do. I can do that bit. That's right. That's right."
0: <laughs> like, uh, Mangold knows when to do comedy with uh, Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Jackman's real. There's some. There's a couple comedic beats in this movie that Hugh just does so well.
1: Yeah, and you know we don't see it as much on film, but all you have to see is really any interaction between Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. To know that Hugh Jackman, in addition to every other gift the guy has, is fucking funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, he's hilarious. Um, So he goes to meet with Ichiro and is told, I'm dying. We have reason to believe that your ability to heal can be passed. Passed from you to another.
1: I'm confused. I I came here to say goodbye to a man I once
0: knew. I am the same man. I was not ready to die then. I'm not ready to die now. But you are, aren't you? Let's do this thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Nice to see you again. Sorry you got sick. And that night, Ishiro dies. Uh, And we are then at the funeral. Well,
1: uh, also, Logan has a dream. In which oh, Gene right. goes to kiss him. it She he morphs into Dr. Green, who is the oncologist. Yep. Spoiler, it's going to be Viper. Um, and uh, we earlier saw the bugs from the Matrix in the lab.
0: <laughs> we sure did. Oh, don't remind me of the Matrix right now.
1: <laughs> and the kiss you know, delivers something. So that's going to be important. I'm sorry, we glossed right over. So Hiroyuki Sanada, Shingen Yoshida... You know him from a million films. He is Ronan's last victim in Avengers Endgame,
0: right? Fuck, <laughs> he sure said, you know, is.
1: Duh, I forgot to mention that one. Oh, wow. I don't remember seeing this. So I really enjoyed Army of the Dead on Netflix, Zack Snyder's zombie movie. Oh, yeah, he's the, he's the,
0: he's the guy that backs them.
1: No, he was... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I was misreading this note. That's right. He backed them. I thought I was reading that he was a zombie. That didn't make sense. Yes, you're right. He's the he backs them. Yep,
0: that's it. Oh shit! He was also in Life, the movie that we all thought was going to be the Venom movie.
1: Oh, still haven't with seen it.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds and Rebecca Ferguson.
1: Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Todd, look. Oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yes. What do I she know? He was in or- Dune.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, she's uh, she- Rose the Hat from Doctor Sleep.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. So let's get to the funeral because that gets us to first fight, first real fight. Yeah. The, I, I, the bar. Wait, wait, seems, I just want to say doesn't... one last oh, thing. God. But, but right oh, before we God. go, I'm
1: sorry. I know. Okay. Listen. So this is what makes the the flaw of this movie is makes what makes it even worse. Really, we're going back so you can tell us. <laughs> yeah. Well. well wait. But the conversation between is the dying of Shiro and Logan.
0: I wanted to repay you. To offer you something no one else can. A gift to equal the life you gave to me. I don't need anything. Not a thing. Eternity can be a curse. It hasn't been easy for you. Living without time. The losses you have had to suffer. A man can run out of things to live for. Lose his purpose. Become a Ronin. A samurai without a master. I can end your eternity,
1: make you mortal. And there's Mm -hmm. a wonderful theme for the movie in there, right? Like in this idea that plot is what happens, the theme is what the movie's about. What this movie is about is really this question of how do you find meaning in a life that is endless, right? Like that's... They didn't need to swipe the surface stuff from the Wolverine miniseries. That was an original idea. It's not from the source material, and it's brilliant, and they tell a great story around that. If they had just done that, then I wouldn't have to
0: rant. Sorry, so please take us to the future. Oh, well, I think—wait a minute, hang on. I I think if also they hadn't pushed so hard with the Wolverine in Japan making us all think of the Claremont run— that would have yeah, helped sure, it along yeah, too. Yeah. Like every poster yeah. was him with the sword in Japan. So we're like, oh, we're getting the fucking Claremont story. If yeah. they had shown him some other, I mean, a good chunk of this movie takes place in Japan. It's, uh, man, it's just, yeah. Okay. So they go to the funeral. Yep. We are introduced to the living embodiment of handsome Squidward in Mariko's fiance. The dude looks like. Oh, Maury. Looks like <laughs> fucking handsome Squidward. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying he's not an unattractive man. He's very beautiful. But what the fuck?
1: <laughs> so that guy's name is Brian T. Especially his um, IMDb picture. i guessing he's Korean?
0: No, he, I believe oh, no, he's, he's Japanese. Japanese also. But IMDb picture here
1: good <laughs> yeah. Squidward That's funny Okay, so Oh, he played Shredder in the
0: 2016 <sighs> TMNT I forgot I was about say. that <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry That's okay You got it out of the way And we are also introduced to Asian Hawkeye
1: Yes, we are <laughs> And again, you know, give him a new name So in the comics, Kanuchio Harada is the Silver Samurai He is not the leader of the Black Clan Which is clearly supposed to be the hand Oh
0: my god, you're right
1: Yeah yeah. He is. Oh. Yeah. I okay. I mean, it's right. it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. It's an interesting character. Just give him a new name. Why don't you? He... Bob. Bob the Ninja. Bob. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I'm Bob the Ninja. Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, Bob? Wade? <laughs> oh, your wife's still making that tuna casserole. Oh. Yeah, for the waistline
0: here's again where we have uh we are in an unrated movie and it makes it very easy we get some digital squibs. Oh, anytime anyone is shot or cut by Wolverine's claws, that's all added for the unrated. And again, this is clearly where Mangold has taken
1: this character. It'll play out a lot more explicitly in Logan, but I love that you know, one of the challenges with Wolverine in a PG or PG-13 movie is his weapon are these six razor-sharp adamantium claws, and unless you're f- having to fight a lot of robots, how do you do that? Here, they're like, fuck it. It's the Yakuza. He's killing.
0: <laughs> he just goes, swipe, and they fall off screen, and they're dead.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but clearly, he's killing, and the movie has no qualms about that.
0: Right. He gets shot point-blank range. With a shotgun, it looks like. Yep, and it doesn't heal right away, and he reacts... Like, it's the first time he's felt pain. He reacts pretty much a depowered cow would react. Like in Superman 2 when he gets punched for the first time. But Logan can feel pain.
1: Yeah, and I and I like where we've seen it in the past. And I'm thinking, uh, is it X2 when the troopers attack?
0: When he gets school? shot in the head?
1: Well, yep. no, when, when he's taking on, like, all the shock troops that are invading the school.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They always play it like, no, 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 he feels... Every bit of pain, and in fact, right. One of the flashback scenes when he's in the pit with young Ichiro, Ichiro basically says something like, "Well, you don't feel pain." He's like, "No, no, 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 I feel it all." Um, Right. So I that's think the, the difference. Is okay. well, I think the difference is the sh- the shot. He feels the pain. I think the difference is what he's used to. Like in the bar when he confronts the hunters, the guy smashes a bottle over his or a glass over his face. He has a shard of glass that goes into his jaw. It, it mm-hmm. pops out. I feel like he's used to, oh, this hurts for a moment, and now I'm going to oh, fuck you Oh, it's up. a
0: continuous pain. I'll take that. I'll take that, definitely. Yeah. So fight, 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 fight. Phenomenal action sequence all the way through. Phenomenal chase sequence to Mirko being like, ah, I got to go my own way. I'm going to get on this bullet train. And she gets on there, and then he's just right behind her. It's one of those bullet trains, right?
1: I told you I don't need your help.
0: What do they do, like 300 miles an hour? Uh, About 100 miles an hour, too fast, Logan. Top speed of a Japanese bullet train is 200 miles an hour. In 1996, in a test run, they got to 275, which I say, no thank you. Yeah, that's me too. I'm not getting on that shit. 200, maybe.
1: Chekhov's principle shows up through all, you know, you're not going to have, actually, we just watched Book of Boba Fett. Uh, chapters one and two last night, you're not going to have a bullet train or a, a high-speed train in a show or a movie unless there's going to be a fight on top of said train.
0: Yeah, that was the weakest part of the second episode. I <gasps> could have done, done without oh, the, the bullet. I, I, I could have done without the train. I wanted more boba with the sand people. I, I yeah. could have stayed there the whole fucking episode. It was so... so listen, it, it was I, so, so... that When we went I, to the train it. heist, I was like... What the fuck is this shit? Go back to him training. This is awesome. You know, I
1: think I feel like the storytelling in Mandalorian and so far in the first two episodes of Boba Fett, they're fun, but it's like popcorn. There's nothing deep there. We're not getting anything, you know, insightful or deep. But that's okay. Like I accept it as popcorn entertainment. It's fine.
0: I will say that uh how many episodes of Boba Fett are there? Eight? Dose. No, no.
1: Oh, in Toto. Oh, are they going to be? I don't I think know. it's
0: eight. We may OK, for the first time ever, get a Star Trek property where no fucking lightsaber is ignited.: move it along, guys. <laughs> the fight takes place on top of the train. The only problem is this train's going fucking 200 miles an hour. The actual shots were shot at 60 kilometers per hour. I'm not sure what the transfer for that would be.
1: It's about 40 miles an hour.
0: So they were shot at four miles an hour. Either way, that's not fun. That's not a fun day. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. I, but that's not a fun day for those actors. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Um, yeah.
0: You know what it reminded me of?
1: And again, a lot of fun, and you got to just accept it for what it is. The, um, Do you remember the movie Priest starring Paul Bettany yes. and Carl Urban? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a post-apocalyptic vampire. Some similar fun fight sure. on the train at the end there. Um, but I I, I love that if you're going to create an action sequence on the top of this bullet train, make it interesting in a way that like fighting on the street wouldn't be, you know, and and I feel like they do a really good job of making that fight really interesting for being on top of this, the train, even like the whole, like the strategy and tactic Mm -hmm. bit of like the jumping, the ducking at one point Wolverine gives us the fastball special without Colossus throwing him. Right. When he just basically ups and launches himself. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty awesome. It, it's a Mangold really knows how to do action sequences really, really well.
0: We get some really fun foreshadowing of what we'll see in Logan with Logan in the bathroom popping the bullets out of his wounds. Yes, yes. I just wanted Johnny Cash's Hurt to just start playing in the background. (laughs) The the bloody toilet paper. Again, this is not... Mm -hmm. Logan
1: is used to pain and violence and death, right? Like, those are all parts of his world. And then it's done. He's not used to this Mm -hmm. part, which is, I'm hurt and I'm not getting better. Right. It really plays that trope that we've talked about before. Certainly, we talked about it in Iron Man 3, the trope of, like, depowering the hero. Essentially, he doesn't know why yet, but mm-hmm. his regeneration is, it's not z- zero, but its it might as well be.
0: Yeah, for him, yeah. He gets the bullets out. He passes out from the, the pain in his seat, and she wakes him up. And I just the way she says, we get off here, all I could think of was someone going, and how? Get over here. <laughs> she is flirting McFlirts a lot with him, including when they get to this little secret bungalow that they that they go to, uh, and he can't tie the um, the robe. Uh, that is um, sexy belt tying time between the two of them. Yeah, Mike. Oh
1: my. You know, it, it really kind of starts here. Now, in, in the comics, all of the events of the miniseries happen. Wolverine has gone to Japan to marry Mariko. He's already. You know, they've already fallen in love and all these things here. He's meeting her for the first time here. Does a really nice job, I think, of building this relationship. Um, and the progression we get, this whole, like, domestic interlude. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping ahead. No, this ahead. is there. You're... No, you're right. Yeah. So they you're end good. up at the Love Hotel first and and then eventually at her family's home outside of Nagasaki, which is, of course, you know, ironic given that's where the story started. But the whole building of their relationship, I thought, works really, really well here. Neither of us, as you said, did a side-by-side theatrical to extended, but I feel like we got more definition of the relationship between them in this cut, and it works a little bit better for me.
0: Yeah. She gets kidnapped by Yakuza, is how they say it in the movie, which my American Mm -hmm. dumbass always thought it was Yakuza, but Japanese put emphasis on different syllables so it's yakuza syllables syllables, yes and uh man (laughs) i love when he's limping towards the car and yukio's just like Uh oh "Oh, no (laughs) he's very (laughs) mad right now (laughs) (laughs) um so Yukio's vision and uh dear tsphc army if you haven't watched logan skip ahead a minute because I'm going to point out, Yukio's dream gives us the end of Logan. see you on your back. There's blood everywhere. You're holding your own heart in your hand. It does. It's fucking X-23. I mean, obviously, in this movie, it's him holding his literal heart in his hand. But Mangold obviously went back and was like, let's do Logan's yeah. actual death the way Yukio saw it, but not, but not actual literal sense. Yeah.
1: And you're right. It's so smart because it pays off in this movie. So you don't walk out of here going, well, boy, there's something hanging over his head. As far as you know, in this movie, it's fulfilled. Her vision is fulfilled. Yeah.
0: I I love that so much that Mangold was able to go back and make it right. Um, Okay. So welcome back. If you skipped ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) all right. Now, what were you gonna say? No, no, no! You go ahead. I was going the, go the, the, the minister of justice, the the handsome Squidward. Holy crap! This yeah. scene is amazing. Yes,
1: uh, Maury, and yes.
0: this is our second fuck. Somewhere in here, he he says uh, yeah. uh, uh, the That's, second fuck, yeah. and I didn't write it down. You have ten words, ten words, to explain to me why you. The minister of justice would want your fiance killed by the yakuza. Now, if I don't like what you say, you are going through that fucking window. You don't have the faintest idea what's going. Oh, ah. I love <coughs> how this ends with him throwing him right out the window, and Yukio asking, "How did you know there's a
1: pole on there?"
0: I didn't. Uh. <laughs> what he gets from Mori
1: who i believe is like a minister of justice you know he's a he's literally a the minister official. of justice yeah literally the minister of justice um he was behind Mariko's abduction you know and he was working at the behest of Shingen Yoshida because Ichiro on his deathbed tells Shingen his son that Shingen is basically a failure he will not lead <laughs> the Yoshida group after Ichiro's passing and of and it's implied in the scene, and we know later, uh, Mariko is who will lead the the clan after Ichiro's death, and so Shingen, in his jealousy, has got Mori pulling the strings to abduct Mariko, and of course now Wolverine knows who his targets set on,
0: and it is uh, Shingen, but unfortunately, uh, Viper, uh, Fatality, Scorpion,
1: uh, not qu- <laughs> she could have, he doesn't die, she kills him, no. She poisons him, but he doesn't die because he's going to fight Logan in a minute. So Mariko is brought back to Shingen's to you, you know the Yoshida house. Oh, you're right. He does. So wait, how did he survive? Well, I think she chose not to kill him. I think she just wanted to hurt him to send a message. Wow, what a bitch. Because remember, even though he's a failure, you know the end game is still keeping his father alive, and maybe she didn't want to uh-huh. risk, you know, the wrath of. It's Shiro by killing his son.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Okay. They end up at the house. Logan discovers that he needs the the MRI machine there to figure out what's going on. He finds that one of the Matrix bugs has attached to his heart, and the only way to get it out is he's got to cut into himself, reach up underneath his rib cage, and pull it off his heart. And this scene—it's pretty badass. uh, I'm sure if you went on YouTube, you could see it side by side, but this is. Much bloodier than it was. Because I remember hearing that there was an R-rated cut of this after we saw it. And I'm like, oh, this must have been... I didn't even think it would be swearing or anything else. But, like, this is obviously the thing they they cropped in and zoomed in. Can't really see him reaching in there. But, oh, gross. It works really, really well. Yeah.
1: And, of course, nothing happens at a nice calm pace. Because uh, Shingen has had Mariko delivered to him. And he is surprised by the black clan who, again, in the comics, this is the Hand, mm-hmm. you know, this band of ninjas, who ser- who has served the Yoshida clan for 700 years. They have seemingly disobeying Shingen, they show up to take Mariko. Yeah. So Wolverine and Yukio are there. They're in the lab. And while Yukio realizes that this is the death she saw of Wolverine, you know, him dying with his heart in his hand, um, Wolverine reaches in to do the self-surgery, And is interrupted by Shingen coming in to kill Wolverine. So we've got this wonderful duel. Yukio trying to defend Logan from Shingen. And, of course, she's really no match for him. It's a
0: wonderful fight. Right. She's skilled, but she's not not at his level. It's a wonderful fight that when Wolverine gets it out and his healing factor kicks in, God, cut this fucking line right out of the movie. When he blocks the sword and goes, Don't hit my friends. Oh. Get the fuck out of my face with this bullshit. Come on. That's a stupid line.
1: I actually was looking for it before we recorded today. I couldn't find it. I didn't loan you the trade paperback of the the
0: 84 miniseries, right? You don't have that? I've got your um, Old Man Logan, Logan. but I don't have. Or Old Man Logan.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to find this because I want to show you. And again, it's worth the little journey. You can probably find the artwork around. So this moment this duel between Shingen Yashida and Wolverine is fine for what we get in the movies. It is... It, so, the two duels from the comics are, like, again, like high watermark for Logan. The first time when right. Shingen fights him with the wooden sword, and then, of course, at the end of the series, uh, when Wolverine is dismantling the corrupt Shingen Yashida's empire, uh, Shingen mm-hmm. takes a real sword, the sword of Clan Ishida to fight him. And we get the moment, you know, and it's almost like a trope in any Wolverine comic. You know, Wolverine and the swordsman pass. Wolverine's enemy's sword cuts deep, but Wolverine's claws cut deeper. I mean, like, we get uh-huh. all of that in this duel. It's such a wonderful duel.
0: You know what we also get in this? Shirtless Hugh Jackman. And you know why? <laughs> Hugh Jackman wanted to look as lean and cut as possible for this film. So, you know who he went to talk to? Who? That would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Nice. He told Jackman that he could gain a pound a week over six months oh by my eating God. how many calories? Oh, a
1: pound a week. I'm going to say 8,000 calories a day. little high, 6,000
0: calories a day. 6,000 still, uh, still. As Jackman said, it was an awful lot of chicken, steak, and brown rice.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacob from Twilight. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh no! Uh, or no, no, no. That's Edward, the other one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, other one. Taylor, Taylor Lautner.
1: Taylor Lautner. Uh, he has said his character is going to be recast between, uh, between either the first and second movies or second.
0: Right, because th- he was a skinny little guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He basically was like, no, no, no. I got this, and he went, and he is jacked in those movies. And he has said sure. that it was a miserable existence. He basically had, like, a Ziploc bag of chicken breasts or hamburgers. Like, not the bun, like, just the bur- the beef burger. And was just eating protein all the time. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Jackman looks phenomenal.
0: Like, it's ridiculous. For the shirtless scenes, yeah, I think he did this also. F- he might have done a longer time, but he did it for... Um, The beginning of Les Miserables uh, to look as rip and cut as possible on screen. He adopted the dehydration diet, which bodybuilders also use, Mm -hmm. in where he does not consume any liquids for 36 hours. Yeah. Talk about miserable. He said he would... It made him feel headachey and faint. No shit, because your body is shutting down.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's in some movie where they talk about dying of dehydration is like literally the worst headache you've ever felt that ultimately kills you. But like what happens to your body as you start becoming dehydrated? I can't imagine how miserable that must be. So you've already no. gone through, to your point, like potentially months of... This miserable existence of eating like it's your job. And now you top it off with, for the next day and a half, no liquid to to get that dehydrated look, to get the, the, the cut. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Now, The
0: That's Rock ridiculous. has been doing it for 15 years. It, it's got to be just second nature to him now. But if you're doing it like Taylor, like Hugh does for this movie... That has to feel worse. Uh, your body must adjust at some point because the rock doesn't seem like he's miserable all the well, time. Well,
1: remember though, he doesn't live in that state. Bodybuilders don't live in that state. That is a ve- it's almost like you start the process. I meant the that day I meant the protein
0: or- intake. I don't mean the oh, dehydration. Sure, sure, I mean sure. the protein intake. The rock is rock is He's not cut like he's not out of shape in any part of him, but he is just he's muscle, but he's not like
1: that's a very specific look to, to get that look. Yeah, yeah. But even bodybuilders, and I'm sure The Rock does the same thing, like they cycle through like gain periods and stuff. It's, it's not. Sure. And, and actually, I think like every actor who has taken on these roles where they get this look, they've all said like it's a miserable existence and it's a period of time. You can't really live that way. Right, it's almost like I need to look this way at this time. So, like you work the schedule backwards. Right. So, you know, a year out you're doing this, six months out you're doing this, three months out you're doing this, a week out you're doing this, a day and a half out you're not drinking any liquids.
0: <laughs> That's, I, I'm not looking for any of that.
1: Um, Rob McElhenney, the brilliant creative oh, right, star, yeah. Yeah, 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 of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, talked about the season after he bought. So. Brilliant. I mean, he did a De Niro level transformation Jesus of Christ. putting on fat. He said basically his doctor, so he he did it with his doctor, and his uh-huh. doctor was like, like you can't climb like to in order to do this, you have to have such a calorie uh, surplus. He's like, you can't take stairs now. McElhoney, who also has gotten ridiculously jacked, uh, his real life wife Caitlin Olson is uh-huh. D on the show. He has said he's miserable when he's in the period where he looks jacked, he has said like his wife has said like fat Rob is so much more fun to be around. Like he's so much <laughs> right. happier in his life.
0: Well, and I love that the whole point of it was literally Rob just in the writer's room going, what if I got really fat this season? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, that was a pitch. What if I was fat?
1: He's building on the idea of like how in series, like the, Actors get better looking over time, right? Like, they've got trainers, and now they're this is what they're doing, and they've got stylists. He's like, what if I got worse looking? And, it, it, I mean, tip of the hat, that's fucking brilliant.
0: The one that I always think of is most of the cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation, they just get better looking as the series goes on in, like, their costumes, and also just they're obviously going to the gym more and stuff. But the one that sticks out the most is Michael Dorn. Like, you look at first season Wharf. Yeah, first season of war if you're like, Yeah, yeah, he's in good shape. By the seventh season, you're like, He's a fucking brick shit house. Holy
1: crap. But we literally, literally have it. With the title character here, and we said this back in the first X-Men movie, what did he have, a matter of a couple
0: weeks? Yeah, and he looks fine. I, listen, I'm not balking at what he looks like in the first X-Men movie. I would take that in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> but he just happens to be a clearly a physically fit guy who's six, what is he, six three? Six, six two. Six, six two. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be a big guy who's clearly physically active. From there to here, I mean, it's...
0: Night and day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think this is the, yeah. uh, no, in Days of Future Past, oh, no, that's right, Days of Future Past, he's butt-ass naked.
1: This is the movie, though, if I remember right, where he either, it was, at this point, it might have been pre-Instagram, maybe it was Twitter. Isn't this the movie where there's a shot of him in
0: the gym? That Days of Future Past.
1: Where he's like, if the bar's not bending, you're not doing it right or something?
0: No, it's it's Days of Future Past. If the bar ain't bending, you're just <laughs> pretending. <laughs> That is what he says.
1: I, I, I'm Are you just curious because, because I, because I, I feel like his physicality. I actually think this movie is his peak, isn't it? Yes,
0: but he's bigger in Days is of Future he Past. Really? He's not as cut.
1: Okay. Oh, here's the if the oh, bar yeah. ain't pretended, then you just oh, you're right. hashtag X Men hashtag Days of Future Past July 30th, 2013 was that picture. And I'm just going to leave this all in audience. Please yell at Todd. Todd. Listen, he's. He's doing deadlifts. First of all, he's got a Wolverine face on. He's got let's see, it looks yeah. like 3 of the s- Move it along, guys. Uh, fight, fight, fight.
0: I do wish it had stayed that this is how the we leave the character of uh, fuck Scorpion. Can't think of the act, the character. Shingen. Name. Shingen, where he breaks his sword and he's just he's about to walk away from him. he goes, "You tried to kill your daughter." Live with that. And Logan just walks away from Shingen. But Shingen obviously can't take that as the I should stop. Goes to attack yeah! Wolverine and he's him right through the throat. Mike. So live with that for 30 seconds.
1: Shingen <laughs> has stabbed Wolverine right yep. through the heart. And again, I love. Yeah, it's a te- attempted Harry Carey. It, it, it's this wonderful, uh, uh, again, and I love how Jackman plays it almost like gasp of the pain of literally being stabbed through the heart. He's like, (gasps) but he, but he's Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, he feels it and he keeps doing what he's got to do. Yeah. So good. So good. So before
0: we get to the final fight, Ishida tower, how far does Yukio say it it is away? Is it 120 kilometers Oh, no, it's 500 kilometers, which is 310 miles. Okay. Uh, Wolverine is on a Ducati. Fuck me. I wrote it down. and I can't find it. A
1: Ducati fuck me? I don't think that's the name of it.
0: Yes, it is. Well, if you've got a Ducati, someone's going to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're welcome. God damn it! It's not showing me. Anyways, I looked it up. Uh, he would have had to stop for gas uh, two times <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. Now, and it would have taken him. Needs a bullet train. He it would have taken him roughly three and a half hours to to do this drive. Okay. We cut to um, Viper now in full supervillain costume. Sure. And they're all you know. There's a lot of preparing that you're seeing happening. So. Okay, I I get that, but it was just, I was just like, don't make it fucking 500 kilometers away.
1: (laughs) That's 310 miles away. Yeah. Yeah, because it's nighttime. It's nighttime at the attack at the Yoshida Mansion or whatever manor. Yeah, it's
0: deep nighttime. It's not even like twilight. It's, It's dark, 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 dark.
1: And when he gets to Yoshida Tower, it's still it's not approaching dawn it
0: should have been yeah it should have been approaching dawn by by the end of the fight it's just all night it's just like god damn it one thing we get during this is is when viper is talking to Mariko. we get the fucking silver samurai suit in the background and this is the point where i'm just like i feel like an executive walked up to james mangold and uh you have a call can you just can you take it? We'll we'll take over here. Don't worry. We won't change the thing. It's going to be what you want it to be, but you've got a call and it gets to the phone and there's nobody there. You,
1: you remember that the silver samurai is first shown in the funeral, right? Did you catch that?
0: Yes. Okay. The actual, the normal it, size like silver samurai.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Not, oh, it's, that's clearly, that thing's clearly standing up. Like there's no doubt. Like you see that, you're like, well, he's fighting that thing, clearly.
0: It's the Iron Monger from Iron Man 1. Yeah.
1: Yes, 100%. 100%. And about the same size. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's that size. I'm like, this is... No, the Silver Samurai is just a fucking samurai. (laughs) He's just a dude in a Silver Samurai suit.
1: Yes. Now, and again, this is where they're drawn on this stuff. So, again, in the comics, it's Harada, who is the leader of the, the Black Clan here. Harada is... Kanuchio Harada is the Silver Samurai. He's a mutant. He has the right. ability to basically, and, and it's again what they're drawing on to create the character here. He has a samurai, a katana, and he can basically power it up, charge it like almost like um, Gambit does, except instead of throwing it, like he's holding on to it. And when that his blade is powered, he's you know he's a threat to Wolverine. He can cut through anything. Kind of yada yada yada.
0: Right, and they and they give homage to that with the samurai suit that mm-hmm. we get, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's you're just right. To have it not, be a, it's not an it's not an ironmonger suit in the comics. It's just a name and a motif.
0: And even if they'd made it like a fucking Iron Man suit, like if it had been like a silver like the Mach Two but with Uh like samurai adornments on it and that's, what's keeping him alive. It's like an iron man suit. Uh, I would have less problem with it. The fact that it's a giant fucking robot drives me up the goddamn wall. uh,
1: I'm okay with that piece. I mean, like at that point I'm like, okay, well you, you clearly took the fact that silver samurai is a longtime foe of Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. You're taking that as the inspiration. I'm okay with that. I mean, honestly, it's, it's the Iron Monger suit that's more elegant and shinier. And I'm okay with it. You know, that that part doesn't bother me.
0: Well, good for yeah. you,
1: buddy. <laughs> uh, you, you hear me? Is <laughs> that what you're saying? You hear me?
0: Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> we are grateful for your protection of Mariko. Cool, but there's one more sacrifice you must make for her family. Go fuck yourself, pretty boy. Wolverine versus ninjas. All I wrote was fucking rad. This is maybe the best set piece of the entire movie. Yeah
1: it's done really well. It's a smaller scale and a smaller budget and of course it it's a more grounded reality but like the Daredevil Netflix series, right? Sure. Like y- you know, it was uh, it, so in the comics it that's the same group. It's it's the Hand, which is this shadowy army of ninjas essentially and they're badasses and they're feared and rightfully so. I love this fight. I love the whole it's got element, you know. There's got to be a, a specific name for the trope, and I I didn't go to TV tropes to find it, but it's almost like Wolverine's running the gauntlet. He's got to get through the like the village. Oh,
0: you you, know, you, you already the said it.
1: Towers out is it.
0: This is the it's just a gauntlet trope.
1: <laughs> running the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he's running just, the gauntlet. One it, hundred. So much fun. Um, How about Yukio <laughs> driving the snowplow,
0: chewing up ninjas? Which is... I'm
1: also okay with that.
0: Not in the theatrical. <laughs> As violent yeah. as it's yeah. like when the blood just splatters on the one side of the building, I'm like, oh, this was a shot that was added for the unrated version of this movie. No way in hell that would be in a PG-13 movie.
1: Um, and the, I am okay with that.
0: Uh, runs the gauntlet. He gets eight bajillion arrows in his back.
1: I, how about the cool nod to the character and literally the cover of issue one for the miniseries Wolverine in the, the cigar? When he explodes the transformer or whatever, like he lights mm-hmm. it, he's got the cigar there. I'm like, oh, that's that's Wolverine, right? Again. Iconic.
0: Here's what I liked about that. It was clearly the fanboy moment. James Mangold knew it. It must have been a studio note. So it's like he's got it, he gets down off the thing, throws the cigar away. He's like, Fine, we did it. Okay. Yeah. Can we move on to what I want to do in this movie? You know what I'm rewatching
1: for fun right now on Hulu is Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever watch that? No. A lot of fun. Uh, Ron Perlman can hold on to a cigar like Wolverine. I mean, he he really knows how to with, use that. Well, prop.
0: with that mouth, yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> right. With that jaw, yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: probably hold on to two cigars for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. So uh, he passes out, wakes up, and he's hooked up to like a um, what is the word I'm looking for? They're almost like manacles. Torture device. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A torture device. Sex device? Who knows? I'm not gonna. I'm not here to kink shame we're, anybody.
1: We're not kink shaming. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, his wrists are immobilized in front of him, so they're they're around his wrists and they're held in front, um, like on a bar. Uh,
0: yeah. So when he's waking up, <sighs> we're gonna spend a minute on this. He hears okay. some voices. He hears Jean, okay. and Kayla. then he hears Caleb saying, oh "Let well, go." God. Kayla, his love interest from X-Men Origins Wolverine.
1: Oh, so, oh I missed how,
0: that. A, how does he remember that if he got a bullet to the head that made him forget everything that happened in that movie?
1: Well, because in those X-Men movies, that's very steadily established that Charles is helping him recover those lost memories.
0: Well, he didn't get very far because Charles is dead at this point, and there was no mention of <laughs> Kayla. So... Get it out of the movie. It made no sense because Fox had already said, "Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine is kind of not canon, just like I, Logan is technically not canon."
1: Um, Alternate
0: universe. A, Logan takes place in is Alter that what
1: universe. is that really what they're saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Uh, right. No one. No one's listening to Fox, and it doesn't matter anymore because they're not matter. in charge of those characters sure. anymore. I say it's fucking canon, and that's how they end the X Men franchise.
1: <laughs> you know, you, you said it at the beginning, and I think it. Let's. It, it's so smart. We really can. And, and to be fair, I have criticized uh, Warner Brothers' films. Is it Warner Brothers' films or DC films? I've never yeah. noticed. I've criticized their strategy of making all these unconnected stories. Right, and it, it, it doesn't give me time to to care about the characters. Right. The, the way what i think we're getting with the mcu this is plausible like i'm i'm okay with this potentially unfolding the potential as a different variant tony stark i'm okay with that it's it's working for me and i recognize it it sure. feels inconsistent but the way we've got there with marvel studios feels organic so
0: yeah uh so like i said at the beginning the scene between Mirko and um Hirata, Hirata. Th- yeah. Thank you. Her hair—that scene in the room there, where the two of them are talking about—you know, we we used to be such friends, all this stuff. Her hair's like three inches longer. So funny. I never noticed that. <laughs> I literally never noticed. <laughs> so that. fucking, so fucking annoying. But to be to fair, me.
1: you've lived that life of. I'm starting rehearsals for a show. I can't cut my hair now, or I have to get my hair cut this style.
0: I have to walk around with a big dumb mustache. For oh,
1: when you were doing Assassins, that fucking ha- what even was that? Was that a Fu Man ch- a handlebar? What? It's a what, handlebar. It's a handlebar. handlebar. That handlebar. You know, podcast listeners, if you don't, if you're not friends with us in real life, and you, I almost feel like maybe we need to share a picture of. Of this, just because we're talking about it now, we'll see if it makes the cut. Uh, but it'll make the cut. I, 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 I enjoyed talking that about that facial hair for a long time,
0: right? Because we did months. pictures for it. Oh, longer than a couple months. We did pictures for it in fucking like June, and the show was in October. Oh.
1: It was, it was the best. It would, of course, we were recording that time. I looked at you like every week with that. It was so ridiculous.
0: Now, I would grow out uh, the rest of my hair, uh, sure. my facial hair, so it wouldn't be noticeable. But Showtime, yeah. And... Do you know that most of the cast is like, you should really keep that. It looks good. I'm like, my wife will divorce
1: me. Who are the the maniacs? saying? Well, actually, I know some of those maniacs. Never mind. Well, and
0: and one of them is you're a dungeon master for tomorrow. Was
1: was Talon on board with
0: keeping it? Oh, Talon was 100. He's like, yeah, that's good. Oh, that's so funny. What the funny. Now, he may have been being kind. And if he was, I hold no (laughs) ill will towards him. Uh. no, I'm not going to walk around with that thing. <laughs> Hi,
1: podcast listeners. This is Caleb from Nightshift Radio. If you love spooky stories as much as I do, but maybe aren't entirely sure that you believe in the paranormal, then you'll enjoy the newest Night Shift Radio original, Possibly Normal. Twice a month, we tell a true story of possible paranormal encounters from the perspective of the person who witnessed the events. In these stories, we offer no attempted at explanation, only the truth as it was observed. So join me as Night Shift Radio presents Possibly Normal, available now wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: A brand new app is sweeping the globe. It allows you to see dreams from millions of anonymous users. But what do you do when the dreams you see are of your imminent murder? This is the premise for the brand new short film from the crew of the Never Heard of It podcast, and we're seeking your help now to fund our project— Head to Indiegogo.com and search for Somnium Film and contribute what you can. We promise to make a chilling sci-fi film you'll want to watch over and over to uncover all of its secrets. Again, Indiegogo.com and search for Somnium Film. Help us make this movie. The long hair, and then, you know, they come out and her hair's shorter. The Silver Samurai robot starts fighting. It cuts off three of Logan's claws. Bad news bears right there. The only problem here is is Logan gets his hands on the other sword and realizes he has to put both hands on because earlier back in the the is hole that? he was told that samurai swords you use two hands. The only problem is, all oh, right, silver samurai robot is fucking swinging that sword heated up one handed willy nilly. <clears throat> You're right. I wonder is it a different rule because it's the suit. No, nope, because like the suit... Powered. Because it, it powers up, and it's holding it one-handed, and then it puts the second hand on, and that's when it yeah, heats powers.
1: up. It's okay. just a, it's yeah,
0: a movie right. mistake. It's, it's... <sighs> That's fair. Yukio, uh, Black Widow's Viper. How about that? She sure does. She does the climb up the neck and flip her down. She sure does. She doesn't do the poser.
1: You mean Black Widow, who is never called Black Widow? Ever? Natasha? She's never called Black Widow. The The first time we hear Black... The Widow. She's called the Widow. Mm. Once. Uh, I love that moment in in Hawkeye when he says, someone sent a Black Widow assassin. Like, that's... The-
0: a Black Widow yeah, assassin, yeah. Weird. Which, by the way, I am totally down I- for... Give me a whole series of Yelena and Kate. Do you keep calling me Kate Bishop because you want me to know that you know my name is Kate Bishop? <laughs> My God, she's. You know what I just watched for the first time? Oh, I, I put in the chat. Little Women. If you haven't watched Little Women, never it's on read stars. It, never seen it. Fucking, yeah. fucking delightful. Okay. It's Florence Pugh, Sarsa Ronan, okay, Emma Watson are the three main Little Women. Okay, Laura Dern is their mom. Yep. Timothée Chalamet is the love interest for for them. Um uh what's his face uh, better call Saul that actor Bob Odenkirk and Bob Odenkirk is their dad oh okay all <laughs> right and I'm like but he, he doesn't gonna show sound... up to like three quarters of the way through the movie and I'm going fucking Bob Odenkirk's in this thing This is gonna sound so
1: misogynistic I gotta be honest with you I hear the title I'm like
0: I don't care oh no Which, I was the same way for so long. I never read the book, and but I'm like, it's stacked with so many good actors. I have to at least enjoy it for that. It's a delightful story. And um, what's her face? Oh, shit. The woman who directed Lady Bird. Uh, fuck. Can't think of her name. Okay. Instead of it being a linear story, uh-huh. starting when they're in high school or at school and then them as adults, it bounces around so it keeps you interested in like okay, now we're here. Oh, this Ooh. and she connects like...
1: Move it along guys. So we've got like this, you know, multi-part fight happening. Of course, Logan's fighting the Silver Samurai. Um mm-hmm.
0: Yuko's fighting Viper.
1: Uh, Harada's in the mix. Viper is full on snake lady mode, which is fun for the movie.
0: Not, uh, not accurate for the character at all.
1: No, no. The big reveal, Logan's lost one of his, the claws on one hand, so we, we see the bone stumps and the marrow in there. Gets his hands on the sword, figures out he's got to use two hands, basically takes the helmet off the, the silver samurai armor.
0: What what he thinks is he beheads the robot. He At this point, and for us also, sure. we it just think well it's a robot. A robot.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, it falls, he falls, um, he pulls himself up, and as his, you know, his hand and claws are extended. The blade comes down, chopping off the, the claws on the other hand. He mm-hmm. gets up, and of course, it is Ichiro all along. The old man is being kept alive by the suit, and... It
0: was Ichiro
1: all along. <laughs> uh, and he's got these, like, horrific-looking, like, almost, like, saw-level, like, saw-the-movie-level torture devices, these drills... That go right into the marrow of each of his bone claws, and clearly oh. that's how he's going to get Wolverine's power. And
0: this is the worst scene in the movie. This is it, just You're meaning so hard fucking uncomfortable. Oh, hard god, watch, yeah. oh, I would rather them have figured out some way to do it like they did in the comics where Magneto takes them out than have to watch it drill into and Hugh, such a good actor. I'm like, yeah. They're drilling into his bone marrow right now. Uh, yeah. It, it,
1: and at the same time, Ichiro is growing younger, less frail, hardier, mm-hmm. healthier. Um, as you pointed out, transitioning from the two different actors, that effect is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's really, 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 really well done.
1: And as Wolverine is about to die, as it, and Ichiro's like... Like, you didn't see any value in a life without limits, but that's the only life that has value, and I'm going to show you. And as he's about to finish him, uh, he is, of course, stopped because... Is it Mariko? Mariko throws a knife. because We've already established that she has some training in karate, knife throwing. She
0: doesn't throw a knife. She throws Logan's chopped off adamantium oh, claws. Yes. Oh, I
1: missed that. <laughs> oh, shit. That's like showing throwing her shoe. Like It's right, so personal, we, we, right? Like, we, fuck you. Here's
0: the claw. We skipped when they were at the Love Hotel. We discovered that Harada's uh, specialty was archery. Hers was knives.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And she shows us how good she is. Gets him right in the side of the head. And then gets him again. She gets him at least twice. Right. Twice, yep. And then Logan takes the uh, the samurai sword, heats it up, stabs him. Logan, not so good with the quips. You asked me to come say goodbye. Sayonara. First of all... I, mildly racist?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I...
0: I I don't know that it's racist. It's I'm just making it. I'm just making a joke. It's not. I know it's not actually racist. I
1: feel like this is actually the one scenario in which you could say it and not be racist. He's in Japan, right. saying it to a Japanese man who speaks Japanese. It's arguably the one time you say "Sayonara" is the finishing line when it's not racist. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. He falls to the ground. Now, this also feels very uh, Deadpool 2. Mm, yeah, 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 sure. Logan is back in his vision palace with sexy Jean.
1: We get an acoustic version of Take On Me.
0: You're here. Of course. Can you stay? I can't. Talkin away. Yes, you can. I don't know what. It's
1: what you want? Oh, no, sorry.
0: <sighs> well, only in one version and it's not the version we're going to watch for this podcast. Um it's different in the uh super duper what? cut. It's not take on me in the super duper cut. It's some other song.
1: Oh, I love that song so much. I bought I bought that one song which I never do because I was like I have to have that in my music library.
0: Yeah, that's a good. Like stripped down versions of songs don't always work. That works. That is the level of
1: like when Clapton reworked Layla into the acoustic version, like, holy, yeah. g- oh.
0: I've got my problems with Clapton. Uh, I would say more like. Of course, of course. All of Nirvana's Unplugged. Oh, sure, sure. Which is a fucking masterpiece. Ooh. Everyone's like, oh, these guys just play loud and nothing's good. And I- I'm like, okay, we'll just take some acoustic guitars and a stripped down drum set and fuck all of you.
1: <laughs> I will stack up the acoustic version of AHA how much better it is from where it started, the same as Johnny Cash's version of Hurt versus Nine Inch Nails. Versus yeah. Nine
0: Inch Nails. To- yeah. Totally different categories. And listen, Take On Me by AHA, the original version, a fucking pop. Sure. Like, if you don't like that song, sure. there's something but, wrong but
1: with it's, you. But it's 80s pop.
0: The acoustic, yeah, yeah, it's a sure. It's not, there was another one. Oh, uh, uh, your brother actually shared it, and that's how I found it. This is years ago. Yeah. Joey shared, on Dancing with the Stars, someone did a stripped-down-type version of The, per- the Pretenders? Uh, a Thousand Miles? Mm. I don't know that one. And I would oh. walk 500... Not The Pretenders. Chrissy like, Hind is The Pretenders. Yeah, what, is, what are they, the... Procla- no. The Proclaimers, yeah. The Proclaimers. And it is... Oh, my God. You're just like, wait, this song is beautiful. What's happening? Because, again... A, th- a thousand miles is just a bop. Uh, You're just like nah, five hundred nah, nah, nah. miles, you've do- you've doubled it. You've given up twice the job. I would walk five hundred miles, and I would walk five hundred more, just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to well, th- the, wind up at the your song.
1: Door. Is I'm going to be? Was oh,
0: it just called five hundred or five hundred miles? Oh, all this time I thought it was a thousand because that's yeah. how
1: far they have to <laughs> yeah. walk. It, that's I get. I get how you got there. That makes sense. You did the math.
0: I did the math. You actually uh, for did once the math. I did the yeah. math and I did it right. Uh, (laughs) It's also one of those songs that you cannot sing without a Scottish accent.
1: (laughs) The Scottish accent.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. That's right. When I wake up, Uh, Gene leaves. We get a flash of white. We think Logan might be dying, but nope. He's just blocking the sun and he's at an airport. Yeah. He's fine. They're leaving Japan. Uh, Something to point out here when Miriko and Logan are saying goodbye. Did you notice that someone handed Mm -mm. Yukio a package in the background? Oh, no, They do, and it's going to play, very important, in okay. a deleted scene that we'll talk about when they're on the plane. So, God, I love the scene so much because it's the, the uh, yeah, we flirted a lot, but I'm not sure I want to sleep with you. I was just trying to do some fun flirting because she's like, when will you come back to Japan? And he's like, I'm a warrior. I got to go out on the road. A I gotta, soldier. A I was, soldier. Whatever. A soldier. He's just bullshitting. No, her.
1: no you know, th- th- actually, I had that note. Um, Yukio early on says, actually, literally when she's taken him out of the bar where he's confronted the hunters, mm-hmm. uh, what she's offered to him as incentive to get him to, to Japan is really playing into. And again, it's highlighting for me the bittersweet, like they missed the better story. In the movie, Yukio's like you're a soldier. You want what every soldier wants, which is an, a good death. Yeah, right. And then at the end, he, he, you know, they they bring it back around. I'm a soldier. If they'd gone the sa- if they'd gone the route of the miniseries, the samurai, it would have been so much better, and it would have been so much more consistent with you know the culture that they were immersed in. So again, bittersweet because it could have been better if they'd kept the source
0: material. Okay. Um, All right. So they get on the plane. <laughs> I, yep. I do. I love this exchange.
1: So where do you want
0: to go? Let's just start with up. And then we'll see. And what I love about this moment, and I think it's only in the extended, this is a Mangold moment. It's a establishing static shot of Wolverine on one, or Logan on one side, and Yukio on the other and they have little interactions with each other and then they have their own separate interactions and then the movie ends and I'm just like wow what a what a beautiful moment of okay let's do this and like for a second Yukio's like I did not think this through <laughs> this man is just gonna take me wherever <laughs> but the deleted scene here yes the package that she hands him is
1: uh, So, so this was not in the version that I saw.
0: No, it's not. It's the deleted scene. It's not even in. in, But the package is still there, so I want to bring it up. Got it, got it. Okay. Here you go. Let me just find it. Just find the picture. Inside the package is this.
1: (gasps) Oh, that's where that image came from. I've seen that image. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So.
0: Dear listeners, it is the Claremont era, right? That's when he was wearing the brown and yellow, right? Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. He's yep. not.
0: He's not in the brown and blue. Uh, the yellow and blue. Okay, it is uh, the
1: Claremont. He was also in that era, but, but that's... for
0: the Claremont run, he's wearing. Well, cl- I mean Claremont's literally
1: decades, but
0: yeah, I'm talking about this mini series.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, in this miniseries, it's the brown, not the yellow and blue.
0: What I like to call the cooler of the two. Uh, his uh, Wolverines brown and mustard yellow, uh, costume, but made like, I, I fucking want to see this on Hugh Jackman. It yeah drives me up the wall that we're not going to get this. He would look so cool because sometimes some artists had a tendency to make the, the triangle mask, like, yeah, (laughs) like like
1: it was a a foot high.
0: Yeah. This is nice and subdued. It's not too crazy. (sighs) <sighs> but we don't get it because it's not even in the extended version so uh. they take off off into the sunset to never be mentioned again Yukio with the <laughs> short round of the Wolverine movies and movie, movie. But we have a mid-credit scene. We do. It's two years later. Logan is in a airport. I'll take the pet down. Opt out. And all of a sudden, uh, the coins on the tray that's going to go through the x-ray machine start moving around. And lights start flickering. The metal detector goes from good to bad, good to bad, good to bad. I love that he, he knows instantly what's going on. Sure. He gives a little sniff. He realizes he whips out bone claws. He whips around to stab somebody. And who is it? Fucking Eric Lencher. What do you want? Magneto. More importantly, it's Ian McKellen. There are dark forces over in. I remember watching this and being like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> thought right. this was Eric Fastbender, or not Eric Fastbender, Michael. Um, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. What what the fuck? <laughs> but then the super what the fuck is suddenly we hear a very familiar voice. Hello, Logan.
1: You know, you've pointed to some things where is X-Men Origins Wolverine canon? I don't think you have to make that decision in this movie. I, I think you don't have to worry about it. The, you absolutely have to say, well, clearly X3 didn't happen.
0: because No, it did. It did. They're just hand-waving Charles's return. But He literally says to him, How is this possible? And Charles says, As I told you a long time ago, you're not the only one with gifts. Which makes zero sense. Zero (laughs) sense. Oh, yeah. Don't think too hard about it. You'll go cross-eyed.
1: They don't even offer a
0: plausible
1: explanation.
0: Well, how about this? In the next movie, guess what's going to be back on Wolverine in the future? His fucking adamantium claws. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> listen,
1: I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of bone claws. I'm not a fan of the more. So we haven't seen him in the in the movies, in the comics. The bone claws come with a period where he has this more feral look. I'm not a fan of any of that.
0: No, not not necessarily. not, oh, necessarily. not all that, not, he, not all that. No, 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 no. He, he uh, initially uh, during. Fuck was executioner's song? Which you were out of comics by this point when Colossus goes bad, yeah, 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 and joins the Brotherhood. I'm familiar.
1: I'm aware of it. I didn't read it.
0: Something happens, and Wolverine just fucking snaps and catches Magneto off guard and slices him in the chest. And in retaliation, Magneto just takes his hand and rips out his entire adamantium skeleton, but leaves it like half out. Like, oh, like, Jesus. and he just falls to the ground and like Jubilee runs over. He's like, is he still alive? Oh my God. I'm like, oh, Jubilee, shut the fuck up. Um, so, Ju- Jubilee, you mean Kitty Pride 2.0? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who enjoys Jubilee. It's not either one of these podcast hosts. <laughs> nope. Nope. We,
1: he had the good, he had the good relationship. It was Kitty Pride.
0: And he, um, He heals, he takes the time, and he goes into the danger room for the first time, and he's fighting, and out of instinct, he just, he puts his hands like this, and that's when we first see the bone claws. He's not feral, nothing like that. (laughs) Got it. And it was such a, what the fuck, but also makes complete sense, because why else would they put fucking claws on this person? (laughs) Sure. He had them all (laughs) All he has is healing factor. Uh, Let's give him claws. Yeah. Why, Mm. (laughs) trap? Not Trask. Trask is who is mentioned in the scene. Trask Industries, solving tomorrow's problems today. Played by the wonderful Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. So Casey, we've got some questions to answer.
0: Well, wait a minute. We oh. got to get out of the movie first. So, oh, sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: So Charles and Eric say that they need their help. Do they need um, Wolverine's <laughs> yeah. help, or else? It's a weapon that could very, basically
1: end their whole kind
0: and movie
1: Movie. all right so casey that was a movie
0: that was in fact a movie and since we are at the end of the movie we got some questions we sure do mainly fox why do you feel like you have to interfere with oh i'm sorry yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no that's a fair question yeah hey todd yes first question sure sure who's your favorite character
1: I mean, I feel like this is a no-brainer. We could probably say it at the same time. One, two, three. Wolverine,
0: Logan. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Logan By any Wolverine other name, he's uh, still our favorite character. Yeah. Listen, James Howlett, <laughs> Jay, uh, and Hugh Jackman is the Wolverine. I gotta me this is the one I'm going to have a real problem. I know we've heard some rumors that maybe Hugh Jackman could be talked back. I hope so, or else you can't bring the character back there. I love Taron he's a great actor. Listen. I enjoyed him in a variety yeah, he's, of roles. He's
0: the one. I've never seen him have the anger that's needed for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, in Kingsman, he's he's a street kid and he's tough and he's angry. But listen, Hugh but Jackman Wolverine. is Wolverine.
0: Yeah. And it's yes. still so crazy that Hugh Jackman wasn't the original choice. <laughs> uh,
1: and listen, I'm sure Gray Scott is a fine actor. He doesn't do anything for me. We we would not have the Wolverine if Dougray Scott was
0: the performer. You're goddamn right.
1: right. Um, Casey, what is the best scene? It's the Wolverine versus the ninjas. It's so yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, so great. I you know, I think you you could really point I don't think there's any weak action sequences or fight scenes here. Um but certainly that is the be- very best of what we're getting. Yeah,
0: they absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Uh what is one scene you would cut? So
1: so the extended cut or whatever the name of this one is, it it's definitely stronger. Um you know I said it at the beginning, my issues with this movie are really about what what they failed to do correctly adapting the best Wolverine story ever but you don't improve any of that by cutting stuff here so there's there's nothing I would point to. What about you?
0: Uh, it's the bone marrow uh, it's I mean the whole movie we are it when we find out that there's a matrix bug attached to his heart, we're like, okay, the heart is what, if he's a machine, that is the thing that it creates his healing factor. If it stabbed through his chest and, you know, sucked something out of his heart, I would have been like, cool, fine. Not, it's just the fact that it's, it's like a surgical tool that's going in world in little too much of reality. that I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck that noise. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Just no, since I we know
0: that. we can do bone marrow extracts <clears throat> and that it is incredibly painful. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't want any of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun?
0: I don't think it's Hugh (laughs) Jackman for everything he had to do for this film.
1: Yeah, but see, I actually, I'm on the opposite view. Even acknowledging all the stuff he had to do for this film. Like, this is one, I, I feel like this is the role. Like, actually, that video from, what was it, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, his show and the guys down front and the guys, like, trying to get a picture, and Hugh Jackman's got some drumsticks or something, and he does, like, basically a Wolverine pose with the guy, Mm -hmm. the selfie. Yeah. I think...
0: And high-fives him, like, 19 times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think Hugh Jackman, with all the work he has to do, loves this character. Not that he doesn't love everything else he's ever done. Like, I still think, for him, I mean, this is the movie that made him a mega superstar, and I think he's good with all the work. I I think it's Hugh Jackman. Sorry, and I, I stole your... Your answer first. So for you, it's not
0: Hugh Jackman. No, I think it's Ryla Fukushima. Yukio. Oh. Oh, okay. I think she's having a fucking blast. Yeah. She gets to have f- a fun, cool entrance into the movie. She gets to have that really heartwarming moment with the, I see her, uh, you know, you die with your heart in your hand. She gets to kick some ass and take some names. I think she's having a blast. I think I think she's having a good time.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm. Yeah, I can hear.
0: I, I I can see that. I'm good with that. <laughs> were you Were you trying to say I can see that and I hear you together? At the same and, thing. Yes, 100%. I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear that. Well, of course yeah. you can. We we have earphones in. We
1: have earphones in my ear holes. Um. So, Casey, you may remember from the beginning of our movie. Now, the IMDb with, um, there is no separate rating for the extended cut. The theatrical release sure, 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 sure. has a six point seven out of ten we watched the extended version how do you rate this movie 8.5 if i set aside my rant yeah you got to you got to set aside, aside your rant yeah uh, with the movie we through the extended i think that's i think you're exactly right that's what i was going to say
0: 8.5 it's, it's it's a movie i mean i uh to get a copy of this i bought it off of ebay Sure and the only way to do that is to get it with the three d uh blu ray, which I will never fucking use <laughs> right. um but this is a movie I'll watch again for sure. I would not watch the Wolverine again, but I will sure. watch the on un- th- this one again for sure
1: <clears throat> yeah it, you know if there's an x men movie I'm going back to watch this is in the this is in the this is rises towards the top of that list.
0: Sure, this is up there with X-Men First Class, for sure. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, you know, Which is still, i say, the high watermark for the X-Men movies.
1: Agree, agree. You know, I'm watching scenes from X-Men Origins, but it's really like the relationship with Sabretooth. But, like, I can get sure. that off YouTube, right? Like, the, a three-minute clip, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of sitting down for movies. With. Now, Dad's Breakdown. I mean, I, no. I feel like I know, yeah. no. This is so. First of all, even the theatrical release is certainly going to be depends on the kid and their maturity. This one is just more of more of the violence, more of the the gore. S- it's not the hard shock. R,
0: but it's definitely it's definitely like it's not a light R either. It's R. It's it's you know,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, he's made, we, he makes no bones, uh, you know, no pun intended, about the you know killing. And, the the blood that, yeah, so it definitely yeah, yeah. tread lightly here.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so that puts us at a very special part of the night where, Todd, I, I, it's your turn to pick the movie again. It is. And, it's you know, weird. peek behind the curtain, we've got a
1: little bit of a run coming up where we're not, you know, trusting our fate to
0: Odin's will. Oh, I was going to keep that a secret, but okay. Well, well, I, <laughs> Since this is your part of the edit you get to decide whether or not that stays. Yeah, well, but we've said, like, you know, we
1: pick movies for our for our birthdays. birthdays. Yep. You know, we've picked movies at other times for special events. So, you know, we know that there's, we'll keep a surprise what's happening, because I think that's fun. But there's some stuff coming oh, up. sure. Where, uh, a little less random over the near future. But this one's random. So let's it see them all the way down here. And it's
0: good, right? Right, Todd? Oh, it's good. Fuck. It's a good movie.
1: Listen, I gotta be honest with you. good movie. Here. I can't, you know, after the shit that was The Crow, I we need another movie. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> oh, boy.
0: And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet.
1: <laughs> you know what? Oh, this is no. fun. No, no, no. This is fun. Uh, so this, we watched The Wolverine, which was dark and gritty, violent, bloody, at the exact opposite end of the spectrum, a superhero movie that really leans in on the comic book origins, the literature for kids that's fun and light and funny at times. We're also stepping away from the Marvel characters who are going to your neck of the woods. And we're watching a very fun movie named
0: Teen Titans Go to the Movies. You know what this is? This is a this cleanser. is it's also a accident it's a secret musical I will I will give the pinpoints of when I went from no this isn't a musical to literally turning to Dan and going okay yeah this is a musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna really so fucking good I'm really happy with this this poll. is this is what we were talking about the other day on the group chat that DC yes. DC yes has no problem making fun of themselves
1: literally we were talking about that. If it wasn't yesterday it was 2 days ago we were just talking about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, you uh
0: you got to be able like oh god, let's watch that trailer. Do you know what makes a real hero? It's not the costumes, the gadgets, the cool powers. It's having your own movie. And that has always been my dream. Uh what are you doing? Just giving the people what they want. Our movie's not about Wonder Woman, it's about us, the Teen Titans. No one wants to see us, fool. Wonder Woman inspires people. And we do not. Uh, yes, Wonder Woman is great, but- I love Wonder Woman! Wonder, 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 Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman. Uh, narrator guy, just do your thing. From the creators of Teen Titans Go. Yeah,
1: the balloon man!
0: It's about courage. Titans Go! It's about action. It's the superhero movie to end all superhero movies. Hopefully. (laughs) He farted.
1: That wasn't a fart. That was just air leaving my butt.
0: Which is a fart. Teen Titans Go to the movies because if Aquaman can get a movie, anyone can.
1: So, spoiler: Mike, my, my two youngest, love Teen Titans Go like he, maybe their favorite comic or cartoon of their childhood.
0: So we never really got into Teen Titans Go. But I knew that this would be a bean-appropriate movie. Sure. So we watched it when it came on a video, and she absolutely loved it. Yeah. I uh, We might need to get a quick review from her if I can if I can get the pre-teen in her to go away for a minute and get her to actually get in front of a microphone again.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to make that same offer to my boys if they want to do a, you know, 30 or 90-second bit. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that oh god. I mean, and we get we get we get a prophecy fulfilled in this movie. We get fucking Nick Cage uh Superman finally. Yeah, we do. Now <laughs> uh, do you wanna uh, uh do you wanna take a guess
1: at the IMDB score for Teen Titans go to the movies?
0: If this is not in the nines, um I'm gonna be so disappointed in all the nerds.
1: Oh Casey, you're going to be so disappointed in all the nerds. No. 6.8. Fuck nerds. Well, get, to be fair, now that is up. that's reviews, right? <clears throat> I mean, that's so it's mainstream movie reviewers as well.
0: No, no. No, it's right? it's, it's only IMDb? No, it's only uh people with accounts. It's not, oh. it doesn't, the Rotten Tomatoes taste. Oh, Rotten
1: Tomato. that's right, that's right, that's right. Ooh, well, sorry, no. buddy.
0: So, this has so 228
1: user reviews, 117 critic reviews.
0: Oh, it does count. There, I didn't know
1: that. Okay, uh, I was it wrong. It lists them um, both separately. I don't know if, if it combines. The meta score is
0: 6.9, so that's close. Jesus Christ, guys, this movie is fun and stupid, and you know it from the first goddamn frame of the movie. This, this is Batman in the movie. This is this is silly fun. Like, yes, uh, Listen, I'm angry. Teen now. Titans Go.
1: That is one of the that is one of those cartoons that adults are grateful for because you can sit. You know, your kids can be watching that, and you can sit down and enjoy it. Like, it ain't Barney. It ain't the Teletubbies. Oh, it's oh not even God. like Paw Patrol. I, I, I'm never upset when the kids are watching Teen Titans Go.
0: What are three shows my children never got into?
1: <laughs> well, count yourself uh, we lucky. Never
0: had, was Christian a Barney kid?
1: No, 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 no. But he was... he. That was the era when he was growing up. And so we just dodged a bullet. Oh wasn't a Barney God, kid. Was... Wasn't a Teletubbies kid.
0: So Todd... Um, where can people find you on the socials if they wish to find you?
1: Yeah, um, I might I might put it up because we talked about it. I've uh, got a blog. I definitely ranted about this movie on that blog, which is tmpinsyr.com. But uh, otherwise, Twitter or Instagram with the handle at tmpinsyr. Hey, Casey, where pe- can people find you on said interwebs?
0: Oh, you know, I'm on the old Twitter at uh, not Ryan Casey. I'm on Instagram, at not dot Ryan Casey. I host another podcast called where no mom has gone before. We are going through all the Star Trek movies. We are, as of our recording, uh, Star Trek five, the final frontier, or as I now like to call it a oddly watchable, bad movie, uh, just released, uh, and by the time this episode comes out, Undiscovered Country will definitely be out and maybe generations. I don't remember when this comes out. And Casey, um, you said we. Who is the we in this podcast? Oh, well, that would be my brother Colin Ryan and uh, our mother, Admiral Mom, are <laughs> the three hosts. And we... Uh, and also by this point uh you can also find me over on uh, the never heard of it podcast i guest hosted with michael fight who Yay. was our guest on um scott pilgrim versus no, no. kickass Kick scott pilgrim versus kickass that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah right he was on kickass not scott pilgrim yeah um that, we just did the big crossover of across all the plat. That's right. Uh, all the shows. That's what got me there. Um so yeah, that's what and, I got going on. In uh, case you can you email us at oh
1: no, there wait. you go. Yep,
0: perfect. <laughs> we trying both to help went you. for the segue yeah, at the same yeah. time. <laughs> and uh, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because
1: only cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. Find his music at Incompatech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at SilvermanSound.com.
0: So that'll do it for the SuperPod Herocast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan.
1: For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan.
0: Be heroic. heroic.